0: What it mean me. Don't make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of
1: me Welcome to GWSB Proud, a podcast all about why are you proud of GWSB? My name is Liesl Riddle and I am the Associate Dean for Graduate Programs here at George Washington University School of Business. And I have the great pleasure of sitting down with GW alumni, faculty, staff, and students to hear why they are GWSB proud. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to share with you today my dear friend, LaWanna Russell, who is one of our members of the Boards of Advisors at George Washington School of Business. You know, when you're a student, I think at GW, you don't often think about while you're seated there in the classroom that you might actually come back one day and have a seat at the table in the boardroom where you're actually helping us develop strategy and outreach and really celebrate everything that is GWSB. So, Luana, thank you for taking time out to join me today.
0: Thank you so much, Lisa. I am so excited for this conversation, and of course, anything to support GW and to uh, give others the opportunity to have an amazing experience.
1: I am hundred percent there for. Well, that that is, you know, that shows through in every meeting that we have, and all of the ways that you give to the institution. Um, it, it really does make a, a really major impact on the school. So before we jump into that, why don't we introduce our audience to your very inspirational story? Um, tell us, how did you get from the classroom in GWSB to the boardroom?
0: That is a very interesting story. I think my mom would always describe me as scrappy, right? (laughs) Always having some kind of gig on the side, um, even through undergrad. So I went to GW for grad school for my MBA. And even as I was getting my MBA, I had a, uh, a gig kind of on the side where I was working, consulting, doing some stuff really just to get myself through school. And when I graduated, I started working with companies doing uh, government contracting. And one day I sat myself down and I had about 500 bucks. (laughs) And I said, I understand this, I I can do this. And so I always say that me, myself and I and a bottle of wine sat down and started Business Management Associates. And here we are, 16 years later, still providing human capital support and process improvement to federal government clients across the country.
1: It's such an incredible, incredible story. Why come back? You know, you're so busy being an entrepreneur and and really leading such an incredible organization, why spend time coming back to GWSB?
0: Because I want others to have that opportunity too. I, I will tell you that getting my MBA, especially when I got it, was hard. And there were times that I thought, dang, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And there's probably not a day that goes by now that I'm like, man, I'm so glad I got that MBA. I'm so glad I went through with it and finished it, not because of just the mechanics of it, the book learning, but the experience, understanding how to deal with others, just taking your general uh, skill sets and elevating them into a different place. And I want others to, to understand that. I want students to see that from that moment, from that time, while you're sitting there in the classroom, you have the opportunity to start thinking about how I can create something from nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here listening to a professor tell me about economics, but wow, this is going to one day help me create something from nothing. That's mm-hmm. a beautiful gift to give, mm-hmm. to give someone and in- inspire them to move forward and to do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I so agree. I mean, it's the reason why I love teaching so much. You're always in um, you share a moment, with students, where they're in the art of, belief, I always say, you know, and and it's priceless. Yes. But it's really priceless um, to witness it because it is such a magical time of life, whether it's graduate school or undergraduate. Um, and then later, you know, when you get to have contact with uh, with alumni and they come back and share their experience and. Uh, with the next generation of students, yeah, it is. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, it's addicting like a drug in that way. You know, it it's is. just such a wonderful thing. So you keep coming back, coming back for more. Yeah. Now you know, yeah. as you know, Luana, we're very proud of the fact that GWSB has a significant number of female students in our MBA programs across all of our MBA formats, mm-hmm. and we're really unusual in in that way. So I wonder, you know. Um, Do you feel like the experience for getting your MBA or the benefit of it is somehow different for a female student?
0: Well, first of all, we we all know that women do rule the world. So let's just absolutely that as a baseline.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a given.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I would say that maybe it, it used to be a little more different. It it used to be where the expectations may have been lower or different for women just in general in education mm-hmm. now i think that women and, and our numbers at gw are kind of proving this women are com- we're coming into our own yes. we're starting to realize that yeah we we are moms but we're also entrepreneurs we're also the CEOs, we're also on the board, we are also XYZ, right? And so I love that we are embracing that kind of movement of women coming into their own as well. Because Mm -hmm. we, we had to get over some of the uh, societal uh, norms that were placed on us. And now we're like, hey, we can we can do this, we can change the world, we are changing the world. And I'm so happy that so many women are coming to to GW to study and understand how they can take the fire that's already in them. You have a fire lit. Yeah, go run, burn with that.
1: Yes. No, I, I agree, and you can see that on the board as well. Because, of course, our board has significant female representation mm-hmm. as well. Alumni that have come back and really giving of their time and expertise to the school, and just have done phenomenal things in their respective uh, industries and careers, and and really do like you enjoy. Uh, giving time back to the next generation of managers, but mm-hmm. you know specifically also sometimes to the female managers in the, in the exactly. as well. Um, but uh, so I think that's that's really uh, an interesting part of the of your story. Uh, what I'd like to switch a little bit to though is kind of looking retrospectively back at your at your career. Mm-hmm. What have been some of the major challenges or bumps in the road and? How did you respond? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, major, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're kind of going from nothing to something, you really have no idea. People say that you are fearless and in some respects you kind of are um, because there's that unknown that you're just wading into. um, But what you don't know, you don't know. And Mm -hmm. so the challenges will will come. At you all of the time. I speak in a lot now on an element of entrepreneurship, especially for minority business owners in terms of access to capital. And when you are really starting that enterprise, understanding how money works in a commercial business way mm-hmm. is really different than, you know, I bought a house, I bought a car, I'm doing these personal things, but commercial understanding is is very, very different. And thankfully I did have the baseline of my MBA. So I wasn't walking in there kind of cold or or blind and not understanding the language, but really understanding how finance really works when you are on the ground and and pound to pavement, it's uh, it's definitely a different experience. and I mean, just people in general, right? You you're not in a vacuum when it comes to having a business. You and you are the entrepreneur. And it took me a minute to realize that, oh, everyone here is not going to work 7 to 9 p.m. <laughs> because they don't own it. And so they they're not gonna stay in there with me for for all of those those hours all the time. So how do I then become that leader where they would want to, where they feel like they have that same mission and passion for the organization that I do that they'll say, oh yeah, we need to get this done. So now we're going to do it. And we are a team and we're getting it done. And that is an evolution of, of you. That's a complete evolution uh, for an individual to start thinking about how to lead and how to have others
1: want to follow you. Mm -hmm. Well, talking about those long working hours and needing to pitch in sometimes, uh, uh, you know, over a course of several days, how have you managed work-life balance with, you know, all that you have on your plate?
0: Yeah, that is a good one. I think it is just with, with help, you know, with others who I know I can rely on and in developing the team, you know, with the company now, I have a great team that I know I can rely on to perform. You know, we have about 80, 90 employees across the U.S. So obviously I can't manage all of those individuals myself. So I have a team that understands, you know, roles and responsibilities and we're able to just jump in almost like family and, and get stuff done. Um, luckily I don't have any young, young kids right now, even though I did, I started the company when my daughter was three, but now she is 19. And so she's in college and doing her own thing. And, um, so I have a, a little, um, a little, a fewer, uh, basketball and volleyball games to go to (laughs) (laughs) right now. (laughs) Um, but yeah, managing that you have to be, I I use the word a lot, but you have to be intentional Mm -hmm. about taking care of yourself as well, because you're right. The long hours will, will get to you and burn you out. But, um, you, if there is no, you, then there's no business in many cases. And, Uh, you know, what they say on the airplane, put your mask on first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to underscore because you said it really fast, but I want to make sure the listeners understand you started a business when you had a three-year-old, you know, and I think, you know, because a lot of students, I have conversations with them and they, you know, they segment their lives. And so I'm going to focus on this part of my life Mm -hmm. and I'm going to focus on that part of my life. And some people can do that in that, you know, their life works out and so on and so forth. But for so many of us, you know, life happens while you're having a career, right. And you have to, there is no choice. You're kind of having to do things in parallel and, Mm -hmm. um, and so but I want you know people to understand that you can start a business when you're you know you have young kids at home yeah. and you can grow that business as well as that child okay. it's not easy right and it does right. require a lot of a lot of juggling or whatever but I want I want them to be inspired uh, as mm-hmm. I am by I think your 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 journey on that and they can um, start a
0: business while they're at GW
1: Exactly. That's right. right. (laughs) You can
0: start a business while you're there, while you are learning. There are, there's not one of us. I I tell this story all the time about my mom. Years ago, my mom, we love dogs. I mean, I can, we can, we've had about 739 dogs in my lifetime and years and years and years ago before it existed, my mom said, you know, there should be pet insurance for animals. And we were like, there she goes. She's just as crazy as she wants to be. And we, <laughs> we didn't think about it. What do we have today? Pet insurance for animals. And it is a huge, huge business. And so I go back to trust yourself because if my mom has said, I'm not listening to you guys, I'm gonna go with this idea and see where it gets me. I, I, we would be in a different, whole different place right now, right? So as you're a student, as you're sitting in class, you have thoughts, you have ideas. There's nothing to say that you can't say, huh, I wonder what that would look like. I wonder how that would play out and start doing it right there. You you really might be surprised at how far you go.
1: Yeah. And is that one of the things that motivates you to support uh, GW's new venture competition? Tell us a little bit about about that from your side absolutely unequivocally love that
0: program i love the encouragement i love the creativity but of the oh, students yeah. it's like i want to say of the kids but that's just wrong but you know the <laughs> students have, they, they're coming in with these ideas of yeah I just decided we're going to do that. And I'm like, yes, you did. You go, you do that. It's amazing. And I love it. I love, and it energizes me because when you're in it, as I've been, some days are like, oh my goodness, what am I doing today? But then when I get to go and listen to the students talk about their great ideas and what they want to do and where they want to go, and I can give them a nugget because I have done Mm -hmm. some things. You know, so even if that day is hard for me, I'm giving them a nugget of advice and like, oh, that's that makes sense. I should try that. I should go over there. I should do that. And it just it pulls it all together. I I love, 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 love that program. I will I will work with that as long as I am able. It's it's amazing. The creativity, the support, helping these students get on their ground. I wish I had it. (laughs)
1: Oh, I'm telling you, I do too. I wish we had had something like that when I was in school. And I really love the fact that it's actually not just, it's not really embedded in the business school, it's at the university level. So mm-hmm. students from around the campus, whether it's engineering or liberal arts or in yes. Elliott School of International Affairs, at business school, et cetera, you know, we have so many different uh, approaches to solving problems and innovating. Yes. And then to see the student teams, there are combinations across. Yes. That's that's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful
0: because, and that is what life is. Mm. You're in business school doesn't mean that your business as an entrepreneur is just going to be about business.
1: Mm-hmm. You're going
0: to need an engineer. You might develop something that's, you might develop something that's pulling over here or pulling that. You're going to need all of that and you're going to need to understand Um, whether you're starting a business or in, in a career working for someone else, you still need to understand what resources do I need to solve this problem? Right. That is one of the great things that you learn while you're there. I'm going to need seven different resources to solve this problem. How am I going to go about getting them? Mm -hmm. Where do I pull from? What's my network? How do we get these all together? And then when I've pulled all of these resources together that I need, how do I lead them to solve this problem so that we have a positive outcome? Those are lessons that you, you, know, you, you have to have that, that are hard to come by.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. And we're just so fortunate that you do spend time talking with those students because I think it's a great example of you were once where they are now And, you know, and it keeps you kind of in touch with, I think, Mm -hmm. right? Doesn't it? Like where, how far you've really come and so on. But also I am sort of that, that Mm -hmm. inspiration to, you know, push through the challenges.
0: Yes. Yes. Because there's light, (laughs) may not always see it, but there is light on, on the side, on the other side of that. You can get through the challenges. You can think creatively and get through it.
1: So let's talk about the light, you know, what have been some of the highlights of your career experience? You know, what are some of the major accomplishments or were there some surprises along the way? So yeah, accomplishments. um, We, for the company,
0: we have won a lot of awards, which is wonderful. You know, we've been on the Inc. 5000 list about three times and Mm -hmm you know, growing the firm and developing uh, new methodologies and ways of of solving problems. That's what we do a lot of every day for our clients. We solve people problems. Um, And so to be recognized for doing that is always a wonderful thing. But I got to tell you, some of the best times that I have are when I'll get a note or I'll see it in person where, um, especially LinkedIn, I'll get a note from someone who's moving to a new job. And I remember, oh, so and so used to be an employee of ours. And I'll just reach out and say, Congrats on your new job. And that person will respond to me and say, Hey, Luana, you know, I wouldn't have this job if you hadn't given me that opportunity to do that. Wow. Then. And that that's that's enough for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's powerful. That's yeah. really powerful. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, who the audience is for this this podcast, and it's it's varied. You know, we have these we have prospective students, current students, some of our faculty and staff, but also a lot of our alumni. So I'm wondering, you know, you've had so much experience with starting a business, facing challenges, mm-hmm. uh, making an impact on others. if you had to leave our audience with, say, two or three Loana nuggets of wisdom, (laughs) what what would you recommend that they sort of think about and maybe start to practice in their life?
0: One would be to be your authentic self and not let others pull you away from what that is and, and not try to be something else for someone else, be your authentic self, be who you are. That is where you're going to get your most joy. That is where you're going to get your best outcomes, right? Is when you're being true to who you are, you're trusting yourself. Um, and the other would be to never, ever, ever, I know Churchill said it best, but never, ever, ever, ever give up. Never give up. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, there's always like, College is hard for, for prospective students and and current students, college, you know, some of those long nights and working and trying to figure it out. It it gets hard, but yeah, you'll get through that. And Mm -hmm. then you have the next challenge. You'll get through that. You'll have the next challenge and you'll get through that. So just never give up. If there's some kind of fire that's burning in you,
1: never give it up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think those are really, you know, important words of, uh, words of wisdom. You know, it's just one of the many types of uh, ways that LaWanna Russell gives words of wisdom and strategy as a board of advisor at GWSB. We're just so fortunate to still have you in the GWSB family and very active and helping us grow, you know, our, our family and our network. Thank you so much for taking time to, to share some of your story with us in the podcast today.
0: Thank you. This has been awesome. This is so you can tell I I just have such a passion for bringing wonderful students into GW and for enhancing the the lives of the students that are there. It's It's a wonderful place. There's such an opportunity. Take advantage of every single opportunity that you have while you're there and, you know, come back to Liesl and I and tell us all about it.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Because there's always another podcast, <laughs> always another podcast on GWS to be proud. <laughs> Thank you so much, Luana.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening today. Shout out for music credit to Plantain Poppy, also known as Michael Ferrier, GW Class of 2020. See you next time to learn more ways we are GWSB proud.
0: Don't no want make that history. I
1: got a couple scholars to the left of me, buff and blue, so you know they need not